Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to CO Interviews, a production of Gorecom in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about what's going on at their companies. With us today, it's a special three-way uh, interview. We've got Rob Edwards. He's CEO of Affinity Mentals, trades on the stock symbol AFF on the TSX Venture Exchange. And special guest, he's back for the second time, but not for months, Ronald Stofferle, Ronnie as we like to call him. He's a partner of Incrementum AG a founding member of the a of the affinity member uh, affinity metals advisory board and most importantly he's a publisher of in gold we trust which the wall street journal called the gold standard of gold research his next widely anticipated publication is coming out in just 19 days it's been downloaded almost 2 million times already uh, so your uh, ronnie's definitely going to tell you how to how to download the latest version when it's out for those of you who knew to Affinity Mentals, the reason why we're having this uh, conversation, Affinity controls the Regal property. It's an incredible asset in BC. Uh, it has a history of polymetallic production, hosts several past producing small scale historic mines. Uh, in fact, a feasibility review was done uh, back in 1981 that put Regal into production at just $1.75 an ounce of silver. Now that needs to be updated to the current 43101, but it tells you how significant it is. And last week, the company announced some pretty great results, uh, specifically uh, a new silver discovery of 11 meters of 143 grams per ton of silver. That's what we're here to talk about. Guys, welcome to the show. Good to be here, George. Thank you. Hi, George. Hi, Rob. Good to see you. Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie, let's start with you because uh, Rob and I had a conversation specifically about the results last week. So now I want to see if we can get a you know, third party, bigger picture here. Um, what are these results? How good are these results, especially that new discovery of 11 meters of 143 ounces, uh, uh, grams, sorry, ounces, grams per ton of silver. If it was ounces, we'd be the We'd, we'd be take the that too, yeah. Grams per ton of silver. Tell everyone at home, how, how good is it from your point of view? I think it is a discovery hole. Um, um, I, I was pretty excited to see those numbers. I, I think that um, the, the the market didn't realize uh, what, what it means for the company and what it means for for um, um, for the property. Um, from my point of view, um, we 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 really have to 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 find now. That's that's the big the big task for for Rob and Darren. Obviously, they have to find some sort of the engine, but uh, of the whole system. But but this could definitely be a monster. And I think one of the main reasons why I got involved was um, first of all, I I really liked. Um, 
the area. I think it's, 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 it's a huge property. And if you have a closer look at the Sullivan mine, people tend to forget um, it, it was owned by, by tech at the end. Um, it was in production for, I think, more than 90 years. And it was a, one of the, 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 the biggest um, polymetallic mines uh, in the world, actually. So from my point of view, there is um, a fair amount of uh, a fair chance that uh, we could be on the verge of finding something similar. Uh, of course, it's, it's still a long way, but, but I am really excited about the 2020 um, drill campaign. And, and I was really, really happy to see those numbers because, as, as I've said, I think it's, it's really a discovery hole. Now, is this devil's advocate for someone watching at home or listening by podcast? Is this potentially your, your, your talk in your book because it might have similar similarities to the Sullivan mine? Or uh, is this a case of if you weren't happy, you'd be, you, you know, you'd be cutting and moving on to your next investment? So, so basically what I'm asking is, has the, have these drill results supported the very reason you put affinity into your portfolio to begin with? Yeah, I would say so. I, I mean, I have to say that I'm only um, advising two companies at the moment. One of them is Affinity and the other one is Tudor Gold. Um, I had plenty of offers to, to, to advise or join the board of, of, of companies and I always refused. Um, but I, I mean, we, we have all seen the grab samples from last year. Um, they basically um, were way above the limits of of the laboratory. Now I think the drill results were fine. We, sh we shouldn't forget that um, the last couple of weeks um, were pretty tough in financial markets. So, so we have seen this liquidity crunch. I think that many market participants um, kind of uh, had, had other things to do than, you know, to, to study drill results of, 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 of small junior explorers. So, so this is, I think, one of the reasons why many, many market participants overlooked those results. But I think they're significant. Um, I talked to Rob and to Darren about them. I, I saw the, the, the video that you did with, with Rob, and, and it very much confirms uh, my, my initial thesis. Rob, do you get nervous at all when, when because it's other people have said it, Ronnie said it now, when people compare uh, Regal to uh, the Sullivan mine, and even though it is early, does, it, does that part make you nervous at all? Or do you have a confidence in saying, hey, we, we don't know if we're going to get there yet, but man, we have a lot of similarities that make me feel confident. George, we, we have a lot of confidence in the, the Regal property, and there's a lot of reasons for that confidence. The last of which is these drill results that we got uh, this spring. And we're, we're excited because all of the values of the metals that we're getting out of, out of both, the, as Ronnie talked about, the, the samples that we had last fall, the drill results this year, all of the things are pointing to the, that high, very high grade mineralization. And we're looking for the source of that. And we've got some great targets from our geophysicists and that are substantiated by the geology surrounding them, that we do have a real chance here at finding the engine to all of this you know, mineralization we're seeing in all of the other areas of our exploration. So the confidence is only building uh, and uh, we're looking forward to this this summer to uh, substantiate those targets as well and and uh, put this pro this program and property on the map. Ronnie, um, is Affinity Metals moving into a rising 
tide situation? Uh, are they are, is a perfect storm coming for precious metals, gold and silver? That uh, that sooner or later, you you mentioned earlier that the market may not have understood the significance of these drill results, and that's probably because people have been distracted with some other things, obviously, in the last thirty days, right? But we'll get into the specifics. But first, let's start off, let's start off at thirty thousand feet. How are you seeing the gold? And I don't want to take away, by the way, everything that's going to be coming out of your report. <laughs> so we don't want to steal your thunder. But generally speaking, you know, how bullish are you on the gold on the gold and precious metal space going forward? I'm very bullish. Um, you know, we, we, we just did the monthly reporting for, for one of our funds that we're managing. And um, the fund was up 40% just in April. And, and, and I mean, uh, this, this is uh, a performance that is, that is really uh, uh, unbelievable, actually. But it also shows you the enormous volatility that we've seen in the last couple of weeks. Um, don't forget, um, March, uh, the, the fund, for example, was down almost 20%. Um, we are seeing this, this big roller coaster ride in financial markets. Um, gold actually perfectly did its job. Um, gold did exactly what it's supposed to do um, in a crisis, in a liquidity crunch. So basically, it um, it preserved your purchasing power. It uh, balanced your portfolio because at those days when when gold were were selling off, um, gold performed perfect basically yeah so 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 i once made you know we're playing football over here so so uh not american football but soccer and i made the, the comparison to a to a good defender franz beckenbauer he was one of the the best yeah. uh defend you know him yeah of and course. i said you know gold is kind of the franz beckenbauer of your portfolio because very, very reliable in the defense. But of course, I mean, you, you, you shouldn't only have defensive players on your team. You also need offensive players. And I think this is uh, the moment when mining stocks um, come into play. And, and what we are seeing at the moment, just have a look at the, uh, at the volume of the, of the large caps of Newmont Mining, of Barrick. I mean, um, they, they had significant inflows the last couple of weeks. We are seeing that generalists are coming into the market. Um, we're seeing that many institutional players are now coming in the market. Um, we, we're seeing that uh, some sort of a renaissance of, 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 of gold and also of mining stocks. And um, we should not forget that, first of all, we're having the, the currency side. So, you know, most of the commodity uh, producing co uh, countries have got very, very weak currencies, Canadian dollar, Australian dollar, and so on, versus the US dollar. Um, so this is one, one, one big driver for many, for many producers. Then um, you've got energy costs coming down dramatically. And we shouldn't forget that we're coming out of a basically right. five-year bear market. So most of the companies are really lean. So at the moment, we are really seeing big momentum. There's lots of capital coming into the market. And of course, it goes to the large caps first, but then second and third stage, it goes down to the mid caps and then to the juniors. So, so I expect um, the whole environment for, for small caps to become significantly better over the next couple of quarters. And therefore, I think it's, it's a fantastic environment for us. Yeah, Rob, it must make you feel good to see a, a dollar a Can your, your Canadian company, your project is in Canada and the Canadian dollar is hovering around 
you know, 70 cents. So how does, how do, when you look at numbers, I know it's still early, but you know, when you look at that historical, you know, that historical number, you know, how much better the economics become with the, with a weaker Canadian dollar and you've, and you're just increasing, you know, your reserves there. Yeah. The, the property that we've got and, and the company that we started here with, with affinity was all based on waiting for this bull market. And we, we never expected all of the, the criteria for this bull market to come together with, in such a perfect storm. You know, we waited for a couple of years, uh, kind of finding the right property and, and uh, building the company and, and building the contacts in order to have this be successful as we waited for that bear market to subside and the bull market to take over. Uh, I think I think our timing is is good. I think our our property is is better, and it's shaping up to provide us very good economics. Even if you just consider the existing pre forty three one hundred one reserves that are there, you know this new discovery, as as Ronnie put it on the Alco uh, project, also gives a lot of optimism for what is already there, what we've already found. I mean, we don't know true widths and all those kinds of things, but we do know the mineralization is substantial. We do know the, the zone is wide and we do know the grades are good. And so when you put that all together, as far as the economics go and the precious metal bull market that we're seeing, uh, we're really excited. We think we've timed it well and we're ready to go forward. Ronnie, a lot of people are talking about, and this could be of immense help to uh, affinity, not that it needs it, but it, uh, immense some big numbers, you know, $5,000 gold and things like that. And I've seen those before and I'm not sure how seriously I've taken those, but last month or over the last two, three weeks, we saw some potential real, uh, let's just say we, we saw a lot of theory that, that there were physical gold uh, limitations, physical gold scarcity, that there was enough around that it comics that, that there wasn't enough at the London metal exchange. There was enough in the U S what do you make of that? Do we have, uh, do we have a real problem that in fact, um, and, and how would that impact the, the price of gold, you know, the paper market? Would that adversely impact affinity metals if that was the case? Because, you know, the, the, those prices might drop because they're not backed by anything there? Or would, it, or would the price of gold skyrocket because all the physical gold is actually gone? It would, which way? Because one's paper, one's physical, but they're interconnected. What, how do you... Uh, make that how do you what do you make of that situation well i have to say that many many things that were said or written the last couple of weeks were were, were nonsense and 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 uh, people should not forget their logistical uh, problems happening at the moment you know there there are no flights uh, uh, basically you know, you know um uh, for example from 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 london to new york um they canceled 97% of all flights so it is a really logistical problem then on the other hand you've got um this this implosion um of supply because um uh, uh the three biggest refineries they're all in in ticino so in the italian part of switzerland uh, and they refine roughly 60% of all the gold um they had to shut down because of the, the, the Corona crisis, um, because they had mostly uh, Italian workers at the factories. So 
at some point, many, many gold dealers said, okay, we are, we are running out of product. Yeah? And, and then on the other hand, you had this explosion of demand. Um, there was even my, my ex-girlfriend, she called me. I haven't talked to her for 10 years. And I said that in, a, in another interview. She called me and said, hi, how are you? Um, I said, yeah, okay, why are you calling? Um, yeah, I'm fine. I'd like to buy some gold. Um, can you help me? And I said, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so... There were people buying, it was really panic buying. So if you're a gold dealer and, and then at some point, okay, there's, there's no supply coming in, but, but, but demand is like 10, 10x, uh, of course you have to raise your prices. Um, and I think this was really one of the main reasons why we, we saw this, this disconnection. Um, we, we shouldn't forget, for example, at LBMA, there was plenty of material, but not in the right, um, in the right dimensions and, and in the right sizes. So, 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 so from my point of view, I've always said um, nobody can really tell um, what, what the real price of gold is. I always said there's intervention happening in every market yeah why shouldn't it be in in, in gold i mean there's massive interventions happening uh in bond markets the sure. federal reserve now buys chunk bonds um i would call it an intervention or a, a price manipulation there's the biggest price manipulation is in interest rates of course yeah um sure. Uh, we're seeing that um, many, many, many uh, central banks are buying equity. So, 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 so I think it's it's not only in the gold market where there's uh, uh, intervention happening, but on the other hand, I always said if you want to hedge against um, against worst case scenarios, um, then of course you have to get. The real stuff, you have to get physical gold. Um, don't wait for financial Armageddon and, 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 and hold a, a certificate or, 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 or a paper contract. But if you say, okay, I want to make performance, I think that everything you know, might get a bit, a bit uh, uh, troublesome and, and, and worrisome, um, but at some point uh, it's going to get better again. But the price of gold will rise in that environment. Then you can buy what we call performance gold. Yeah. So, so actually profit from rising prices over um, mining stocks, for example. And as I've said before, the risk appetite is coming into the market again. I think this is really the mining space is coming into the spotlight again. Because is mining is mining a risk on asset? Isn't uh, aren't uh, isn't isn't the risky assets more the high tech? the the high tech stocks as opposed to as opposed to gold yeah we've got a great chart uh, in this upcoming in gold we trust report where we make a, a a relative strength analysis of the mining stocks versus uh, tech stocks and you can see that mining stocks started outperforming tech stocks um, so there is some sort of a sector rotation taking place at the moment which is which is really significant and we should not forget um, you will have reliability and predictability in the in the mining space yeah because who can who can say um how many cars is is uh, bmw gonna sell in the third quarter no idea will it be down 70 percent uh, will it be down 80 percent whatever how many uh planes right. will boeing sell um, nobody knows it, but you've got for this, for the mining space, you really got predictability. And, and, and therefore, I think, you know, most of the companies, they really did their homework 
in, during the bear market. They are now really lean. They cleaned their balance sheets. Um, they've got good structures. So there is money coming into the sector. And, and we can already see, you know, there's M&As picking up. There's really good M&A deals. There's lots of interest coming in. Um, and, and I think if we talk not only about the gold space, if we talk about base metals, if we talk about commodities, I think this is the most contrarian bet that you can make at the moment because nobody cares about it. But we shouldn't forget this time around, it's not only monetary stimulus, it is also fiscal stimulus. And the, the job of central bankers is basically to create inflation. And now it's not only central bankers, it's also politicians. So I think we're seeing really a strong case for rising inflation. And with all those infrastructure projects, I mean, those are, those are really trillions. Um, you're losing sight of the dimensions. I cannot imagine that, that commodity prices will not be positively affected by those measures. Right. And I like that theory better than some people. You know, I, I've always said one criticism I have of many market commentators when it comes to metals is the world's going to come to an end and you need to have gold and gold be five and $10,000. And I would say, well, what's the point of having gold at five or $10,000 if the world's coming to an end? And, and the second part is, I never thought that made for a very good marketing message. <laughs> hey, why should I buy gold? Well, the, more, the world's going to come to a financial end, so you should buy gold. Just doesn't resonate. So I'm glad that you're talking about real fundamentals. Inflation is coming. I mean, it has to, right? The whole world, look at the whole world did. Um, uh, and, and you're going to have demand from a lot of infrastructure projects and, and a lot of things happening. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're taking more of a logical approach that way. The, the silver has never been cheaper relative to gold. So what are your thoughts on the silver gold, uh, on, you know, gold silver ratio is, is gold coming down? Is silver going up? Is gold going up? Silver going up more than that? How, how does that ratio uh, get returned to normal if, or maybe not? Well, we've got um, uh, actually a special special chapter about silver in our upcoming report. Um, um, I started um, proofreading it today again, and, and I'm really excited about it. And, and really reading our chapter on silver, it made me hit the buy button um, for some silver stocks because it's really it's such a um, it's such a good fundamental case. We should not forget um, silver relative to gold is. Um, on the, on the cheapest levels in the last 300 years. So we have seen a gold-silver ratio of 125 in March, which means for one ounce of gold, you can buy 125 ounces of silver. Right. Now, historically, um, since 1971, this ratio was at roughly 45 to 50. So um, our, our call has always been that in the course of a bull market silver in, in gold, silver outperforms gold. So the gold-silver ratio should fall. But we also see that gold works much better in a deflationary environment while silver profits from rising inflation. Now, what we've seen in the last couple of weeks, we shouldn't forget, this was like, you know, um, it was like, like an avalanche, an earthquake, a thunderstorm at the same time. So it was a, a market crash in equity markets, in bond markets. The dollar was uh, going through the roof while oil prices collapsed. 
um, 15 trillion of, of, of wealth, of paper wealth, basically, were wiped off. So it was a hugely deflationary um, 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 uh, environment. Now, of course, central bankers this time, they were much more aggressive than um, in 2008. Um, so, so, so Stephen Pollos, for example, I think that's, that's the best quote and it says it all. He says he's the, the, the governor of the Canadian central bank. He said, yep. a firefighter has never been criticized for using too much water. And yeah, I, I like that quote when it came out, that was actually a really good quote. And you know, that's, that says it all. I, I think they are very, very determined to, 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 to print enough. It will, it will probably be too much because they are forgetting about those time lags. But I think that once inflation becomes a concern, um, and, and, and I think we're already in the starting phase of that, then silver should dramatically outperform gold. So why shouldn't we go back to gold-silver ratio of 40? I can, can imagine that, of course. So, so from my point of view, silver is one of the, the biggest uh, contrarian bets at the moment with a fantastic risk reward. So I'm going to ask you a couple more questions, but before I do, for everyone at home or watching or listening, how do people get the next In Gold We Trust report? Because again, I want to say what I said at the outset, the, uh, the Wall Street Journal called the gold standard of gold research. So how do new people get a hand get their hands on your on your report? It's pretty easy. Um, just have a look at ingoldwetrust.report. You can download the report uh, and all our previous uh, 13 editions totally for free. You don't have to register at all. Um, it's available in German, in English, and also in Mandarin. Wow. Um, we will be publishing on 27th of May. But I have to warn you, um, it is quite a brick. Uh, I think we're going to hit new all-time highs, uh, 350 pages. Because I think, you know, um, there's so much interesting stuff happening at the moment. And, and sometimes investors, uh, I don't know, people, you know, they, 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 they work uh, a lot. But when it comes to investing, they don't take their time to invest in, you know, um, uh, into, you know, invest time into thinking and, and, and building their framework. So for us, we, we tend to write uh, a bit longer, but it, it should be like the only piece that you have to um, read about gold uh, uh, every year because we really try to um, analyze the market from different angles. Fundamental analysis, of course, analysis of central bank actions, of the debt situation, um, technical analysis. Um, we, we, we have a look at the sentiment, but we also write about financial repression. We write about gold in the Bible, for example. Um, really interesting stuff that, uh, that is written about gold and silver in the Bible. Um, so there's lots of interesting stuff, but there's also, there's not only the extended version, there's also also a compact version which is slightly shorter um, and yeah 27th of May is the big date uh, and as I've said you can you can download it for free on our webpage. So for everyone at home remember <clears throat> in gold we trust dot report uh, that's 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 where you're going to find it. Do you talk about going back now to a couple of questions for you Ronnie do you talk about juniors uh, like affinity metals in that report or is it more macro? No it's it's, it's mostly macro I mean 
of course, we write about mining stocks and, and what's going on in the mining space, um, how the sentiment is, what changed for the better or the worse. We're writing about technology, for example, uh, how it's changing the mining space and how it um, affects um, um, exploration, for example, what, what you can do with using new technologies in exploration to make it more efficient. That, that's pretty interesting. But we also write about ESG, for example, which is becoming a really big topic in the mining space. Um, yeah, so, so it, it is more macro, I would say. All right, so then let's talk about it here. What's your vision on when does, when does the market catch up to juniors like Affinity Metals? You know, when, when does that trickle down happen and it really starts to benefit companies like Affinity? What, but, which, by the way, it's benefited already because if you look at the chart over the last year, uh, it's yeah. performed, you know, admirably nice. Two steps forward, one step back, yeah. two steps forward. So no one can complain about that, that's for sure. Uh, but when do we get that point when people really start to take a serious look at quality juniors, not at, not at, not the low quality, but companies like Affinity? I, I think this is, um, it is not happening yet, but I think it, it will happen. And, and, and I always tell people, you know, you have to do your homework now. You have to prepare um, because the next stage will probably be in the mid caps and then in the junior space, in the silver space and so on. And as I've said before, there is this sector rotation, this is happening. What we don't see yet is, for example, if you have a look at the ratio between the GDX and the GDXJ, um, you still see that juniors are underperforming the large caps. So this is still happening. But on the other hand, what's also really interesting, and this, you know, this tells me that the party has only started. We're seeing now, uh, if you have a look at the ratio between gold and the S&P 500, it used to underperform um, since 2011. So basically, equity markets were the place to be. This changed um, fourth quarter of 2018. And now we're really seeing that gold is, is building up relative strength against the equity markets. And I worked in the bank for, for, for many years and I know how, how long all those decisions uh, uh, take and, 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 and how, um, yeah, how, how long it needs to, 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 to trickle down and to, to get confidence for, for those sort of bureaucratic institutions. So what we're seeing now is many, many banks say, okay, perhaps you should own some gold in your uh, allocation. We are far away from this extremely positive sentiment like in 2011, where every Wall Street bank had um, price targets 30, 40% above um, the current prices. But we're seeing that you know, many market participants, um, banks, private banks, institutional players, they're, you know, they're coming from the sidelines and they're entering the, 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 the field now. They're starting to play, but it just takes time. And I think for the junior space, um, I, I, I would be a liar if I would say it's, it's going to happen now, but it is a process and this process is getting started now. Rob, how does, uh, how does a rising precious metals, uh, you know, Ronnie's, Ronnie's bullish, how does a rising precious metals uh, environment impact the urgency with which you want to really get to work on Regal and, and really figure out what you've got there. I mean, uh, at least in different stages, you're not going to figure it all out in one summer, but how, you know, what's the sense of urgency and excitement that you have going into the summer and the program you've got, you've got lined up. 
Well, first of all, I want to I want to uh, remind you, George. I've told you how fortunate I think we are to have Ronnie as our advisor. You know the the depth of knowledge that he has in in writing the the In Gold We Trust report and and the background that he provides us for you know moving forward and and navigating the environment with which the juniors are are playing at the moment is is invaluable. So I think that gives us a, a leg up, uh, so to speak. And uh, we look forward Especially to- Especially when you're only one of two companies that Ronnie's advising on. I think that's pretty exactly. damn impressive. Fortunate's an understatement. Uh, but looking at the, at the bigger picture, as far as what we want to do with, with Affinity and the Regal project specifically, number one, we know we're not there yet. You know, the capital markets haven't responded uh, as quickly as we'd hoped in order to raise money at reasonable prices and and uh, to facilitate the drilling and the exploration that we want to do. We've had some success there and we expect to have more given the positivity of the capital markets. And, and as Ronnie pointed out, you know, the, the mainstream institutions starting to feel more confident in recommending those types of investments to, uh, to their, their clients. And so we're seeing some of that now. We're seeing uh, the interest. Not, hold on, Rob, hold that thought because I want sure. you to continue. But for everyone at home, you're also... You're also, um, you know, being a little bashful there because, because since July, from July right up until PDAC, your stock moved from about, you know, five cents to 25, 26 cents. So that's yeah. not, that, yeah. so I know, not you're, happy. I know you're not the guy to toot your horn, but I want to make sure people <laughs> at home say, as I, and you're still holding strong in the 16, 17 cent range. So we that's, are, that's we've pretty good performance in a year. We've seen great support as far as the, the market price and recognition of, of the kind of asset that Affinity has and the company that we have, our share structure, all are being recognized. As we get to see more eyes on us, though, I think we'll see further strength in that and ability to raise money at those higher prices, which is what we want. We don't want to dilute our shareholders, just like any company doesn't, but we're extra sensitive to that. And so as we move forward, that'll be one of the considerations that we take into account as we plan our exploration programs. We want to make sure that we test our two major targets on the Regal. I mean, that could be a, a blockbuster as far as uh, getting something in the drill holes on those two major targets. That, that really would set us up for, for a world-class um, project. You know, in the midst of that as well, we, we are also keeping an eye out for other projects. I mean, the bear market still is, is around us as far as picking up properties of good value and interest. And we're seeing some of that and we're taking advantage of that along the way and looking uh, actively looking for other projects as well. Not to, not to, to downgrade. Yeah, not to distract Regal. from Regal. That's not for to sure, distract at all. You've got um, something there. That's for sure. We, People keep talking about Sullivan mine in the same sentence. But just looking at the bigger picture, as you pointed out, uh, George, there is a lot to take advantage of. The market still isn't up to full steam. And in those environments, you have to take advantage of what, what is presented to you. And we've, we've been in this business, Quite a while now and, and uh, are glad to, to recognize those opportunities as they come along. Ronnie, as far as last question, as far as juniors go, how big of uh, you know, how big is affinity in your in your portfolio as far as juniors? I know you've you probably got bigger positions in the majors, but uh, how does a you know how how and I'm not asking for an exact ranking, but you know, is it pretty 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 significant? And if so, are you looking to add more as time goes on? Because the company's sitting here at a $6 million mark cap with some pretty spectacular numbers. 
I think it's 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 definitely one of my biggest uh, positions in the in the in the junior space, and and I mean what what I liked most about is is you know first of all management is is fantastic. They already um, did a did a great job with uh, with American Creek. Um, then the shareholder structure. I mean that's that's really tightly held, and 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 you can tell that. Um, Rob and, and Darren are really keen not to dilute, and and I think this is this is one of the the major problems that that the whole sector had in the last couple of years that uh, uh, it was basically uh, hyperinflating um, their 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 um, their shareholders. So so this is what I what I what I really like besides the geological um, 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 potential. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've got a great drill uh, uh, season ahead, uh, and therefore, yeah, as I've said, we're, we're all really excited. Um, we know we've got really good shareholders. Um, I think um, word got out in the last couple of of, of, of months um, because many people also realized, okay, that uh, Ronnie now joined the advisory board of Affinity. Let's have a look at Affinity and and just talk to Rob yep. and and um, get a view on on you know what what they're thinking about the property. So I think it it really appeared on the watch list of of, of many many investors, and and that's what's really making me excited. Gents, thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, it was great to kind of revisit Regal again, but from this time, from the perspective of, you know, uh, you know, the 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 more thirty thousand foot level, I guess, uh, at a Ronnie, uh, and for everyone at home, I guess, you know, Ronnie at the end of the day isn't obligated to be at Affinity. He's got great stuff going on, and if he didn't like what he saw, I'm pretty sure he would be moving on to the next one, right? That's uh. Yeah. But to hear Ronnie talk about that and Ronnie, you know, talking to you, to hear you talk about affinity that way and mentioning Sullivan, because other people have mentioned, but for, for you to mention that as well, that's, that's really, really encouraging. And, uh, and we thank you for being here to share that. Thank you very much. Thanks. And remember everyone in gold, we trust dot report. Even if Ronnie says it's 350 pages, it's 350 pages of some of the best financial reading you'll ever do. Uh, and remember, we've got a lot of time on our hands right now. So there's only so much Netflix we can be doing, <laughs> yeah. and there's only so much social media. And the same goes for your due diligence in Affinity Metals. Uh, you know, you've already heard what we had to say, what Rob had to say, what Ronnie had to say. Now you know a great summer program is coming. Take the time, do your due diligence, get to Agoracom, review all the information we have there, then use the link to get over the Affinity site uh, to, to, to take a closer look. And, uh, and, and it behooves you, given the fact that Ronnie's talk about we're going into a rising, a real rising tide here on precious metals, uh, it really behooves you to do that. Rob, I'll leave you with last word as to what everyone should be looking forward to. Well, I, I, think, I think you heard Ronnie today say that he convinced himself again on the silver market. And I think if he can convince himself, I think he convince anybody. So uh, the fact that we have you know, a real rare situation uh, with Affinity and the Regal Project, we have two targets and it's differing geology across the, both of them. Gold and silver are going to be in the, in the forefront of investors' mindset. And uh, we have a property that's going to, uh, I think, be very, very um, substantial as far as the implications that it could have for our company and for investors. Uh, we're in a bull market and uh, we're going into a bull market as Ronnie has talked about. And uh, I think our timing is great 
as far as the properties that we have and the potential that, that is there. So I'm again, I, I say this every time we talk, but I'm really looking forward to this exploration program and, and seeing what we can, can do with well, the property. I, I think everybody is. I know we are. I know Ronnie is. I think everyone's looking forward to it, especially with the numbers you came out recently. So uh, we're all pulling for you, Rob. That's for sure. We're all wishing you great luck and looking forward to having both of you on again, you know, in the middle of the summer and, and during the summer. But forever at home, Rob, ballpark, when are you starting the drilling program at Regal? It'll, it'll likely be the end of June, first part of July. That's when we won't have to fight the snow and spend so much money. So that's kind of the time we're working on right now. All right. So, you know, by then we'll all be wearing short sleeves. We'll be outside, God willing, a lot healthier and, high, and a lot healthier and safer than we are today. But uh, thanks for joining us, Rob. For everyone at home, Affinity Metals, TSX Venture, AFF, and Ron, St and Ron Stoferly in gold, we trust report. Uh, in gold, we trust dot report. Thanks for joining us, guys. Fantastic information. Great vibe. Stay thanks healthy. And, you know, thanks Ronnie, thanks for joining us from Europe. So Thank late. very much. So late. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good one. Take care. Take care. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.